The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. After a long season of playing college football, willingly getting cut blocked for four quarters is sheer penance for not winning more games. Is I, Rob Paul, aka the newest Colorado Buffalo commit from the portal, Hail Dion, and with me as always is AJ, Arch is bringing Texas back, Marchese. Oh, pack your things, Quinn. Arch is there, baby. Quinn, welcome, welcome to Colorado. Yep. Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who got the gift of scoring a touchdown, were punished with coal for a poor performance, and will ring in the new year with NFL scouts buzzing about them from this first week of Bulls in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe, looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, AJ, first week of bowls in the books. We're buzzing. We're buzzing. Declarations are coming out. We're finding out opt-outs last second, impacting our picks really negatively, but that's okay. One of those opt-outs, who declared, UAB running back Dwayne McBride. Oh, is that is that the whole list? No, there's two more, but they're on defense, so I'm just letting you wax poetic about the leading rusher in FBS this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about him last week. He opted out, so what's there to talk about, Rob, in my opinion, right? All right, you know you know who else, uh, we, who we didn't talk about last week? Pittsburgh defensive lineman, Klyja Canty. Uh, and we did talk about Oregon linebacker Noah Sewell. They both declared. Uh, yeah, Sewell, I mean, we did, but it's more interesting than <laughs> Klyja, no offense. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to raise this to you. Raise it. Canty, Klyja Canty, obviously... Uh, undersized interior defensive lineman, super productive at Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, last two years, 27.5 TFLs, 14.5 sacks. I have seen, like, he seems very polarizing. I've seen some people on draft Twitter kind of stumping for him as a top five interior defensive lineman. I've seen other people, uh, like, I think Dame Brugler, he's not even in the top ten. Like, it's just all over the place what people think of him. Uh, I, I'm i in the, the camp of, like, late day three, but it's it's 
going to be interesting to see kind of how it pans out with him. I don't know if it's just like the undersized Pittsburgh interior defensive lineman Aaron They're... Donald bump. But... <laughs> but like, don't forget, so many Pitt defensive linemen have come out with that bump a little bit, and then it there was no bump. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I lean towards the latter with you of uh, yeah. late day three type of dude. I just didn't realize anyone was in the other camp until I the last week or so. I've just been seeing a, a lot of that on draft Twitter, like people I, loving them. I saw some stuff in the summer, but I thought that kind of went away. Yeah, it did seem like it went away. And then, yeah, I, I just kind of, in recent weeks, have seen more uh, of it. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, I think that's just a <clears throat> no one's dug in yet type of thing. Agreed. Um Moving on to a couple senior bowl acceptances, BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, Northwestern running back Evan Hull, that's Hall and Hull, Florida A&M edge rusher Isaiah Land, and Alabama linebacker Henry Toatoa. Toatoa feels like uh, he's got the most to earn here, I guess. Like, go and have a strong week in this murky linebacker group. I think he can can make some, himself some money. Um, he should He should have a strong week. I mean – I, th- I thought overall an up and down season from him though. Um, had some really yeah. good games. Had some games. I, I that's another guy where I'm not sure where his stock is right now. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I just want to say Land Land had originally gone East West Shrine Bowl, so mm-hmm. I wonder how Galco's feeling. Not um, good. That's a, I think Land. That's fun that he's there in Mobile. Yeah, James Houston of this class. Perhaps. Oh, oh, I like that. Um, Hall. <laughs> That's Hall, uh, another interesting quarterback in a in a group at the Senior Bowl. Who it's it's gonna be a lot of guys kind of trying to prove their worth a, a early day three pick, which I think is interesting because I don't know that we've had such such an unproven group at the Senior Bowl in years past, and that just speaks to the lack of depth in this yeah. class. But Jaron Hall, another guy who's got some big fans, and you know who's Evan Hall's biggest fan is? It's you. It's Jim Nagy. It's got to be Jim Nagy. Evan, Evan Hall, I do want to say, in a deep running back class, kind of a guy who's forgotten about on a bad Northwestern team, he looked really good when they played Ohio State. He did. He did. He also has caught 88 passes the last two years, which has to be near the top in FBS among running backs. Your sleeper. So, that, like, no offense to Hall, just in a deep group getting to the senior bowl, like, that's huge for him. That's big time for him. I'm I'm really interested to dig on, in on him as a potential satellite guy. Um, East West Shrine Bowl acceptances: UCLA receiver Jake Bobo, Liberty receiver Demario Douglas, Oregon State fullback slash linebacker Jack the Jackhammer Coletto, UAB tackle Kadeem Telford, Kansas tackle Earl Bostic Jr., Purdue linebacker Jalen Graham, Ole Miss safety AJ Finley, and Wingate punter Ethan Evans. I've been saying this since the start of uh, bowl, ex- you know, Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl acceptance season. Whoever gets Bobo wins. Period. Hey, hey, this keeps this, this East West Shrine game. It, this supports us believing the receivers are a little more interesting than those. Yeah, Bobo gets me more excited than a lot of guys at the Senior Bowl. But I'm, I'm we're, we're number one on the on the Bobo fan train. Amen. Uh, and I I want to take credit for Kadeem Tell for getting there. I had a tweet. From their bowl game, that the shrine before he'd accepted the shrine bowl, the shrine bowl was all over my tweet, and now he's there. I don't know. I'm just is Galco just tracking what we tweet about? Galco's the only person who listens to this podcast too. I think I love Galco though. I, I know you do. You're the Nagy head. I'm the Galco guy, I, and I know Nagy will never listen. 
I know Nagy will never listen. But he tweeted at us. It was. It made my year. It made my year. If I'm being honest. Um, it was, I'll talk a little bit more about the jackhammer later. Yes, it was a perfect Nagy tweet. By the way, it made me so happy. Uh, but bowl week one superlatives. We're we're gonna talk from the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. My favorite. To the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. My least favorite. Uh, yeah, because Siaki Aika didn't play. Exactly. And it made it less interesting. But let's start with the best freshman. And I think we got to go to the FCS, to the Celebration Bowl, where Travis Hunter had four catches for 47 yards, two scores, plus broke up a pass playing corner against NC Central. The first touchdown was one of the most explosive routes I've seen run this year in, in college football. And obviously, after they lost uh, the Celebration Bowl in OT, Hunter hit the portal, and now he's at Colorado. I was looking back through the old 247 uh, player comps, which I love. The best thing about 247. His was Charles Woodson. But but maybe his is actually Deion Sanders, his coach. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I, I, I'd say he's a bit of both. The best of the both. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do want to say, like, Travis Hunter's fluid athleticism is so ridiculous. That route was so ridiculous. He has really long arms. Is something else I noticed. Yeah. He's, he's super lean. I think he's like 6'1", 165 right now. But the length is really impressive. I can't wait to see him in, in the Power 5. He dominated as much as a true freshman really can at the FCS level. But now jump, making that Power 5 jump, number one recruit last year, it's so fun. And it was just such, such a f- so fun to get a, a closer look at him in, in the celebration. Yeah, it is. I mean... I, I, do you think they're just going to utilize them the same, you know, like at Colorado? I guess they, they, they're going to. I mean, uh, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, yeah, full-time corner and part-time receiver. Yeah. And any big plays. Yeah. Which is always fun. Marcus Jones is my comp, by the way. I love it. <laughs> um, I And his teammate, who was another, I, I feel like Jackson State landing Hunter kind of took away from them landing Kevin Coleman last year. Um. Jackson State landed a top 60 recruit in Kevin Coleman, four-star uh, wide receiver. And he he was incredible against NC Central as well. He had 137 yards and a touchdown. Big one down the sideline. I don't think he's in the portal. So I don't know if he's going to stay at Jackson State. But I don't know. It was just really impressive to see these guys making such a big impact immediately. Was it? Might have been Coleman that went into the portal and then backed out. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Let's see. Changes mind hits transfer portal. Oh, okay. So he he did change his mind, but it was to hit the portal. Okay, there you go. That sucks. But uh, see you in Colorado. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm going to the FBS level. One of our favorite guys the last few weeks, Kevorian Barnes, baby, the the big stud running back for the Roadrunners. Uh, he's fun. 22, 22 carries, one hundred thirty eight yards, just like. He had that one big run where he just, like, finished by, like, initiating contact and getting lower than the DB, which, I don't know, was just fun finishing runs. Uh, someone to watch for the Roadrunners going, going forward. I agree, and uh, I'll stick at running back. Louisville's Maurice Turner. Yeah, big game. Who had a huge game at Cincinnati, 160 on the ground. Um, the Cardinals were just running the hell out of the ball. When, when in Fenway, see. it's what you do. Yeah, Amen. I'm excited to to see him and their other running back, Jawar Jordan, 
with with Jeff Brom in town. With the Brom? Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, by the way, speaking of Brom, Louisville just uh, is apparently going to land Cal quarterback transfer Jack Plummer, oh, who was with Brom at Purdue. <laughs> that's pretty perfect. Um, speaking of quarterback, this is my last one. I thought it was, I didn't have too many freshmen. This guy's just kind of fun. A.J. Padgett, the Rice quarterback, who uh, is going to be a great mentor, speaking of the portal, for JT Daniels. To, to Daniels could sit behind and learn. He's just kind of fun. Like, good athlete. <laughs> was slinging the rock around. I thought he was just fun. And he worked, it was worth mentioning on this wacky week. Uh, and I'll give you another fun freshman quarterback. Boise State's Taylor Green, mm-hmm. who him and Ashton Genty, the running yeah. back, they combined for 297 and three scores against North Texas. And they were just leaning on that run game all day. And they they, they forced t- Austin Ani into the portal. Yeah. He's probably transferring to Boise State. <laughs> that actually be... That'd actually be cool, maybe. To sit behind Taylor Green? Yeah. Uh, Taylor Green, though, 6'6", 220-pound redshirt freshman at quarterback. He took over for Bachmeyer, who's in the portal, mm-hmm. earlier this year. And the athleticism in the arm, like, I don't know. He's really, really intriguing down the road, I think. He's fun. He's he's definitely yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and speaking of fun quarterbacks in the transfer portal, Shadur Sanders, I, I, I went with him for my best sophomore. 349, four touchdowns through the air, plus ran for one against NC Central. He did enough to win the, the Celebration Bowl. Their defense just didn't. Um, now he's going to be at Colorado. He was obviously a blue chip, uh, four, four-star recruit, uh, Deion's son. And you watch him, and, and, like, yeah, he looks like a Power 5 quarterback. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool to see all of this talent jumping to Colorado. I know it's not good in the grand scheme of things for, like, the HBCU. Yeah. And, you you kind of do wish Dion and everyone stuck it out, but it's it's still going to be uh, fun to see him in the Pac-12. Speaking of bloodlines, I know he's a redshirt, yeah. but Frank Gore Jr. Yeah. is clearly yeah. clearly the top dude here. Speaking of th- looking like a Power Five quarterback, Frank Gore Jr.'s got a good arm too. Was two for three passing, nineteen yards, and threw a touchdown. But uh, more impressively, three hundred thirty yards, almost on the ground, two touchdowns. It just, well, I mean, first of all, what a monster performance! But just Really impressed with the vision and the qu- and the patience. Like that just looked like uh, his pops, man. Like just just looked like a vet. And then you throw in, he's got really good quickness. Um, really, really, really impressive performance. And it's gonna be fun to see uh, him when he's like you know a real draft prospect potentially next year. Yeah, he. It, it just felt like. Southern Miss offensive line definitely did a great job. Yeah, they did. But it's just like every time he got into space, he'd break first contact. He looked really good change of direction-wise in the open field, yeah. too. And I know he's he's smaller, a lot smaller than his dad. He's like 5'8", 185. Um, but like he, wow, 329 on the ground. Like he'll never get the workload that his dad got in the NFL, but... Yeah, he's, he's, he's damn good. He's going to be in a backfield, that's for sure, I think. It's early, but... You love to see it. Yeah, it's fun as hell. Um, going to weekday work. Oh, I, I got... Oh, do you have more? Oh, yeah, if that's okay. okay. I'll only I, do I one more. I'll only do one more. No, dude. Speaking more. of undersized. I'm watching the Independence Bowl. <laughs> Oregon State's Silas Bolden. I thought I had a hell of a game carving up the Gators. He's listed like 5'8", 152, but he's good. Six catches, 99 yards, a touchdown. Had like one sick like mid-air diving catch. He's slippery. Had a touchdown like on a post, just like... Took a hit and held on to. Good yak guy. They did a lot of giving him the ball. Looked like a fun dude on that Oregon offense. Oregon State offense. I agree. I agree, AJ. But can I move on now? Yes. Go. Move on. Uh, The Raging Cajuns are cooking. They're cooking. 
What else is new, um, baby? Cooking up some gumbo. You know who else was cooking? Whom? N- n- not Liberty's offense, but you know what? Single-handedly, Darrell Johnson tried to keep them in the game on defense against Toledo. I, I gave him defensive prospect in the league. I thought about doing it, but then I was like, this guy, like, obviously with multiple games in the weekday, I was like, who's just the biggest warrior? And I decided it was him. That's fair. Five t- TFLs, nine tackles, and a sack. Yeah. Um, his quickness was just creating tons of problems uh, on the outside. He, he he finished the season with 27 and a half TFLs and nine sacks. Um, not like a, a big-time prospect or anything. 6'4", 235 edge rusher. Yeah. But definitely like a day three guy. And you know who I was thinking of while I was watching him? Who, Rob? D'Angelo Malone at uh, yeah. Western Kentucky. Yeah. Where, where he's kind of this tweener body that might be a better fit for off-ball linebacker. But, like, the athleticism is so clear. And it's it just so overmatching for G5 offensive linemen. He's just <laughs> shooting gaps with such ease. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I I'm I wonder if he'll end up at the Shrine game or, or even the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he was just wrecking shit. I love to see him at one of those games because, yeah, like you said, the athleticism is just dynamic. It is so, so dynamic. Um, Yeah, I thought he was the best. I, I thought he had the best performance among all draft-eligible dudes on defense, so I'll give it to him. Um, I'm cheating for my weekday warrior. I I took the weekday. Look, it's bowl, it's bowl week. Every game's during the week pretty much. So I'm going to a Saturday game. But there's only one man, in my opinion, that's a warrior. The, the truest warrior. And you already mentioned him. It's the jackhammer. I, I I saw the word warrior, and it has to be Jack Coletto. Because he's, fu- well, he's a fucking warrior. That's why. I put I put the, the Coletto man for outplay the box score. <laughs> I thought about it, too. But but he just stuffed the box score every way he can, baby. Uh, he, two carries, 17 yards, four tackles. He's just uh, a god. He's a god. He picked up uh, on one of those carries, huge, I think, was it fourth down? Big the pu- wildcat first down. Yeah, run. he had the, the fake punt run, too. The fake punt run, uh, the blocked punt, a yeah. couple tackles playing linebacker, and then he's going to the Shrine game at fullback. Yeah, lead blocking out there, too. Um, yeah. Bill Belichick's going to love this guy. Yeah, he won the Horning this year. I, I think he's the truest Horning winner since Owen Marich. <laughs> the original Horning winner. Um, I forgot about it. <laughs> I was looking at the list, and it's like Owen Marich, and then just like a bunch of like really, really good football players, and then Jack Leto, who's the best football player. So it's perfect. He's he's a stud. Um, yeah, that was a good pick. I think we both need the right picks. I agree. Uh, I agree. Go, going to best uh, offensive prospect in in a week of bowl games where it's obviously not <laughs> yeah premier talent. I thought the most talented guy played the best and lived up to it and, and a guy maybe i was a little lower on he's clearly made huge strides in uh that from last year to this year and that's byu left tackle blake freeland who dominated the line of scrimmage against smu um the cougs ran for 209 they didn't have jaron hall in there and uh in pass protection it was like it was a master class of just the length and athleticism, giving up nothing to to the Mustangs. I I thought from from start to finish he dominated, um, and looked like a uh, a definite top one hundred player, but perhaps a top fifty player when it's all said and done. Freeland stock is going to be interesting. That's that's a good pick. I I gave it to a con- th- sorry, go ahead, please. 
I was just gonna say I do. I just want to say because he was a guy who we we saw the obvious length and athleticism and yeah. that sort of pass protection when he's mirroring, but sometimes he get a little high, he'd struggle with that anchor, and you'd see him in the run game kind of slip off blocks and, and not sustain overly well because he's playing high. I think a lot of that has has been uh, rectified. Uh, yeah, there's the word. Thank you. I my I gave it to a, a backfield combo of Jake Hayner and Jordan Mims. Who, who went off and led Fresno State to the win over Washington. Oh, a, a, a Power 5 team. Hayner, like, I don't think, I don't know if it was a special performance, but it's what he does, you know. Almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, clean game from him. And then behind him, Mims also had 200 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. I thought just they were they were just a powerhouse. And Mims was, Mims was one of your guys, just, just showing up huge, uh, was a monster. And Hayner, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, we've been talking about it, but, like, Feels like he's got the best chance to, um, to just 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 elevate himself to be you know maybe the first quarterback taken on day three and he he he, he reminds like his performances remind me a lot of like current Derek Carr like like we're like is maybe not the flashiest this year but like he's a good quarterback if Derek Carr is I don't know yeah I I put him as one of my shooting up the boards because I don't know he's just every time you watch him it's he's just Mister Consistent yeah it's, he's. He's very efficient, uh, gets the ball in his hand on time, but he can make those plays out of structure. He's, he's going to be my favorite um, day three quarterback. Yeah. Place, I'm, I'm sure of it. And I think with the crop at the senior bowl right now, I think he's he's got the most uh, to win there. And and Bajan. I think it's those two that, that have the biggest chance. Agreed. Um, Going to defensive prospect, you said you had Darrell Johnson. Yeah, he thought he deserved it big time. I, I went with a guy in a losing effort. Ivan Pace Jr., the Cincinnati linebacker. Yeah. 16 tackles a sack at TFL. Um, I just thought, uh, obviously, he, we know he's one of the best blitzing off-ball linebackers in the country. Finished the season with nine sacks. Um, but his ability to just disrupt downhill got, like was so fun to watch. But at the same time, like with everything going so poorly on that Bearcats defense yeah. other than him, it felt like he just had to go sideline to sideline and make every freaking tackle against the Louisville running backs. Even though sometimes it was like 10 yards downfield, it was him. He was just cleaning everything up. I thought he was playing at a different speed than everyone else on the Cincy defense. Um, the this the sack came on, I think it was uh, like just a, a club swim uh, come downhill against the, it was the center of the guard, um, blitz in the A-gap. He... He's going to be an interesting one because he was so productive this season, transferring to Cincinnati. He's a little short, but he is very, I think, downhill explosive. Going to the Shrine game, but haven't seen him kind of have to play in space yeah. because they blitz him so much. Yeah. So, But I just thought really, really great game for him to end the season. On. Yeah, it was. I put a fortune with the board, and yeah, he was it's all over the place. And yeah, like you said, like a lot of Cincinnati defenders just weren't showing up, but no, he, he definitely did. Big sip of water. <laughs> um, going to sh- sh- shooting up the board, I mentioned I had Hayner here. Uh, I also had his his running back, uh, Jordan Mims. Yeah. Who who split 20... who split rookie of the week. Or yeah, not rookie of the week, offensive prospect of the week with, with, with Hayner for me. And he had twenty touches for two hundred and thirty six yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And he he was a guy who with Ronnie Rivers there the last couple of years was more of their change of pace pass catching back. And this year just really took on that 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 bell cow role yeah. for them, and you you see him in space and he is 
got unbelievable. Like, just I think he has really loose hips. Just his change of direction is really easy. Yeah, he's going to the Shrine game. I think he's a slam dunk mid to late day three satellite back who can rip off these explosive runs, but also be a consistent pass catcher for you. Yeah, I agree. And this was just a hell of a, of a way to end his career there too. Um, yeah, Mims was amazing. Um, my shoot, my, well, I'm just going to give a top guy to one of our favorite guys. Uh, one of our guys who always delivers, baby Trey Shropshire for UAB six catches, buck 83, a touchdown. They, he was unstoppable. Felt like he could have had more yardage too. Um, it, it was open a lot more than that. Every time they need a big play, they just took a deep shot down to him. And um, with, with the Dilf coming in, baby, Shropshire's going to be a star next year. Yeah. He uh, he was a guy we thought we kind of flagged over the summer because just the, the, the catch radius, the ball skills. I think it was last summer we even first got in on him. He, well, he – so over three years, he's averaging 23.6 a catch. He's just a freaking big play dude. Does he have a year of eligibility left? I, I believe so. I don't know. Okay. Either way, I, come out and uh, he's going to be stud. I, li- I like Shropshire, especially like in this class that doesn't have uh, as many studs as years past have. I mean, he's damn good. I like him. Because like, the, the size and the athleticism, it's it's going to get him looks, big looks. Agreed. Um, a guy who I didn't know too much about, who I thought was flashy in the for Troy against UTSA, Richard Ju- Jubinor? Yeah. I believe is how you say it. Yeah, who's a tr- who's a Auburn transfer? Been at Troy the last couple of years. He looks like a guy who he he has the the play speed and kind of build of a guy who would have been an SEC linebacker. And this year he had eleven and a half TFLs, eight sacks. He had a strip sack in recovery against UTSA. Um, another year of eligibility left. Maybe a guy we're talking about more next year. Yeah, he looks good. He he, he was pretty dynamic for Troy. I mean. They didn't win, but um, yeah. Um, my my guy. Whoa, Troy won. Oh yeah, I forgot. Fuck, we got robbed. UTSA should have won. Um, what? <laughs> I was watching. I was watching the defense. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I was someone out there for a second. Yeah, it's okay. I saw Louisiana breaking Cajun touchdown. Yeah. Too. we'll be talking about that next episode. <laughs> um, I'm going back to UAB though. Another guy we liked over the summer. Um, behind with McBride out, Jermaine Brown filling in looked really good. I thought like just. Bit of an undersized dude, but just running hard, uh, 116 yards on two touchdowns. Uh, I liked him. I think we, we liked him over the summer, too, and I just I thought it was a nice way. And uh, I think he's got another year, too. So the Delphs going to have him have him cooking. Um, I also want to bring up one more Fresno State guy just because I'm addicted to the Bulldogs. My guy, Evan Williams. I thought yeah. against Wazoo, he had the fourth down, coming off the edge, fourth down run stuff. Uh and he had the sack coming off the edge. He looked really good in the box. Looked good in coverage. I still I want to see more talk about him. He's a big time sleeper, and I just love him so you much. You do, and he's played really well. And you're right. He does. He deserves more uh, and hype. I I do think he has another year of eligibility left if he wants it. So maybe he's going back. But I like at minimum, I think he should be a Shrine Game guy. Yeah, I I agree with you. Tweet about him more, and Galka will get him there. Hell yeah. Uh, I put the combo of Yaya Diaby and Yasir Abdullah, the, the Louisville combo here. I, I put them for me, me look stupid. Okay, go go ahead then. Whoa, I just don't want to talk about how stupid <laughs> I look. Well, they could buy for four TFLs, yeah. three sacks of PBU. They just des- destroyed the Cincinnati O-line. I think that was the true difference in this game. Like, Cincinnati just couldn't block those guys yeah. or really anyone in the Cardinals front seven. Um, 
but I, I was I really wasn't a fan of Yusir Abdullah over the summer. I know Yaya Diaby was a uh, freaks list guy, but I I thought maybe late day three guy, and then they both just looked awesome. They did, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched too much Louisville this year, so digging. I wasn't huge on them either, or Abdullah in the summer either. So digging on this year's tape is gonna be fun. Um, how about how about a guy we do like who didn't have a huge game, but well, it was a it was a productive game, but like it felt like every time he made a play, it was crazy. Jason Brownlee for for the for yeah. Southern Miss was only three catches, seventy one yards, uh, seventy two yards, and a touchdown. But that touchdown was awesome. Had that first catch right off the bat, where it's just like you see his, you know, the size, the explosiveness, and the ability to make these kind of crazy grabs. He, he him, and Shropshire are similar to yeah, me. In that I know, like they are. They're both super. Seem super. Like they look like SEC wide receivers yeah. with their. Um, ball skills size and catch radius and they just make these unbelievable like body control plays yeah it feels like maybe like if they're both like i don't know five to ten pounds heavier they would have been necessary but like they're kind of lean you know yeah i i'll say i think shropshire more of that like 50 50 x receiver brownlee a little more athleticism yeah. and, and body control yeah play. yeah i agree they're both but yeah both of them really fun for sure anyone else uh i i'm ready to move on if you are i uh, one of our guys i you probably have him somewhere, but uh, Akena Unuchuku for Rice showed up. I do. Okay, negative or positive? Positive. Okay, we can save him there. We'll save him. Okay, okay. Um, going to the negative, sliding down the board. I'm going to start with a guy who I thought had a big chance to leave a good taste in everyone's mouth going out the door. Uh, by playing in their bowl game, Javon yeah. Dexter, the Florida interior defensive lineman, clearly the tough sliding it, down, like the only guy that really matters. <laughs> so like we, yeah, yeah, just like very little impact. Oregon State's with Damian Martinez getting hurt. Oregon State still ran the hell out of the ball. Yeah, um, and and Dexter just and he was he was taking on doubles a lot, but like still, and I felt like they rotated a, him out quite a bit. But yeah, but like still, like for him to be that. First round guy, like you should have been, and it's just not a lot. I I just thought it was a really mad game. It was. He had like one solo tackle, and like I feel like the plays he was making were more two or three yards past the line of scrimmage, not you know not big old run stuffs. No, I mean I think he's clearly the most like he was the top prospect playing this week, and he he didn't deliver. Um, and that's yeah, I, I love that he played, and it felt like he could have you know reunited himself with a big game, and I don't think this like. You know, kills him or anything, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't help. It really doesn't help. And no, yeah. Um, I my next guy. I'm gonna go back to Florida because he's a guy that also kind of matters. Uh, Trey Dean, who I thought all these guys matter to me. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I apologize. Dean Dean had that nice TFL early, which was a really good play. But after that, I thought he struggled quite a bit. Uh, had that one play where he just got big dogged at the goal line, bullied uh, for a rushing touchdown, just got stiff arm to the dirt, like. It was one on one. He had a bunch. It was like five yards out. He was one on one, and he just could not make the tackle. Just stuck with the guy, but just couldn't finish. So, I think that was a bad taste in the mouth for for both Gators finishing there. Um, going to guys who AJ thinks don't matter. Sorry. Uh, I th- I thought UTSA receiver Zachary Franklin had a, a very Matt, quiet day. Yeah. Um, I know he's a little banged up, but he had that big fourth down drop. He had another drop. Uh, I put him here too. Seven catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Most of those catches came on just um, manufactured touches, like screens. Yeah. And Troy just did a really good job on him, uh, specifically Reddy Stewart, their their top corner. And 
he's just struggling, I thought, to create separation. I my next three guys are all receivers who score touchdowns coincidentally. I put I put Franklin. I also put our guy Mac Hippenhammer, who had a really nice touchdown, but had some really bad drops. He just uh, and uh, I, I'll, I'll say the corner he had the touchdown on Starling Thomas, the UAB yeah. corner. I put him yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worst of both worlds. But, yeah, I thought Hippenhammer's hands were just not, uh, you know, not there for this game. And the touchdown was a good yeah. play, so go ahead with Thomas. Yes, Thomas just my, – my worry with him is because I think he's a very uh, patient, uh, instinctive, and balanced corner. My worry is the long speed, and Hippenhammer really took advantage of it on the touchdown, just the vertical route. And, and Thomas also had the muffed punt that set up another Miami yeah. Ohio score. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. Um, and my other receiver is is who also scored a touchdown, Rajay Johnson for Troy, who yeah. two catches, forty one yards, and a touchdown. Very similar to Hippenhammer, and also very similar. Just drops, uh, just yeah, big time. Had that one nice. It was a nice play, but like just the drops and not showing up. I thought it was very similar for Hippenhammer and Johnson, who. I mean, Hippenhammer's more of our guy, but Johnson, I've seen some love for out there. So just yeah, he's 6'4", 220, he can move. Yeah, exactly. So it's just mm, bad taste in the mouth there. All right, I'll give you some defensive players. Um, Jackson State linebacker Aubrey Miller, who's going to the Senior Bowl, I thought he he was no, like noticeably getting bullied at times by NC Central. Mm. Like, just was not getting off blocks. Uh, was taking advantage of in coverage a few times too. Uh, just didn't look great in space. That's not a, not a great thing going into the Senior Bowl. No. And then the D-line combo of Valemi Fajoko and Kate yeah. Hall for San Jose State. Fajoko had a good third quarter, but pretty much silent the rest of the game. He, he had a, um, a nice run stuff uh, in the third quarter and uh, beat the tackle on power for a pressure. Yeah. Um, but and Cade Hall was just non-existent. I put them yeah, for overhyped because there was like I felt it was kind of hard to find overhyped guys that played this week. And yeah, Foka was invisible for the entire first half. Like you said, had a decent third quarter. Uh, but yeah, just really invisible. And, and Cade Hall even worse. And it's not like like I know City so played well for Eastern Michigan, but it's not like Eastern Michigan's offense is powerhouse. Some, like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. And like really, it's not like they were even lining up on so too much. Um, who I did put no, somewhere exactly. else, but. Yeah, I know. So I, I put them for overhyped. Who I, I, you know, I'm a fan of both of them, and I was, but I was ready for both of them to kind of eat lunch on Eastern. Yeah, same. Uh, out of nowhere, prospects. I got a trio of running backs. I feel like bowl first week of bowl season is so good for finding your new running backs for next year. Oh yeah, I'll start with a guy who who wasn't a guy for next year until he was. Marshall's Rashina Lee. Yeah. Obviously stepped away from the program earlier this year, came back the last couple of games, looked good, and, and really looked good against UConn. Ran for 92 yards and a score. Uh, just kind of, you saw the burst, the the decisiveness, the kind of cut and hit it. Uh, so that was good to see. I, I put I'm him for, for, sorry, Rob, go on, finish here. I was just going to say, I'm excited to kind of get back into him for next year. Yeah, and that's a good way to end it because I put him for made me look stupid because I was out on him, I, th- I felt like. And I thought LeBourne was better. Uh, so I lost some face in, in LE, and he came out and shut me up with a really, really strong uh, showing against the mighty uh, Huskies of UConn. And, yeah, no, that was a really, really good game. So definitely kudos to him. And, yeah, <clears throat> just going to, gonna I think, keep it going. So, yeah, maybe look dumb. Uh, two more running backs. Louisville's Jawar Jordan. Who's just a little kind of a little jitterbug back mm-hmm. there? Uh, him and and we mentioned him earlier, Maurice Turner 
were just unstoppable for the Louisville. He ran for 115, two scores. Big play back. Former Syracuse running back. Spent two years there. Uh, this is just his second year with Louisville. Um, so he he was really exciting. And a different style back is uh, Oregon State's Deshaun Fenwick, who stepped up when yeah. Damian Mart- uh, Martinez got hurt. And he's a 6'2", 230-pound uh, kind of power back who came over from South Carolina a couple of years ago. Um and he 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 was running strong. I put him in my transfer of the week. I know he wasn't this year transfer, but yeah, he's a big old horse, man. Six two two twenty six, like over a hundred yards. Yeah, he was fun and like doing all the the short yardage work. Fenwick's fun. I I hope they kind of hammer him uh, next year. Yeah, him and whoever drafts Jack Coletto should go get Fenwick. <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> my my out of nowhere, I just wanted to go to like a real rando. Who played a really, really ga- good game for uh, San Jose State, the linebacker Kyle Harmon, who I thought was just all over the field. Uh, eight tackles, and, you know, with especially with Fahoko and Hall not playing too great. Eight tackles. He did have a sack, strip sack, and recovered it on the very first series. Three PBU, so it looked pretty decent in space. Almost had an interception on, on a third down in the second series. Dropped it. Uh, batted a couple balls away. Had a really good goal line tackle in the hole. Just kind of like, not, not a big dude, but just kind of... Pretty decent athlete and maybe a special teams dude. Yeah, he was making kind of every play defense. He, he was. It looked good. It was fun. Um, ready to move on? Yeah, let's go. Okay. My student guys who made me stupid were Yaya and Yasir. Yours was Rasheen Ali. Correct. So getting the best prospect versus prospect. I put just the UTSA pass catchers versus Reddy Stewart. Um, mainly because I felt like the UTSA pass catchers, I know they were without... Corian Clark and Cephas. Yeah. But Zachary Franklin and Co. like had all the hype and Reddy Stewart just played a really good game. He's a little undersized corner for Troy, but broke up three passes and looked great. I I wanted the passing attack against a corner too, but this one went to the passing attack. Uh, I put Western Kentucky's passing chance against uh Daryl Luter, who was headed to the senior bowl. Sorry, were you trying to say something? No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Austin Reed went off for 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 the Hilltoppers. You're just, you're just getting worried because uh, I'm a South Al guy. I know, I know, I know. Um, he had almost 70 yards, four touchdowns. Like a bunch of the pass catchers went off. He's a he's a former West Florida Argo, so you gotta love him. Went into the portal, came back. It was a great game. Sorry, go ahead. And and that was with uh, uh, Daywood Davis, their second Western Kentucky's second leading receiver yep. out of the game. And, and Dalvin Smith kind of came out of nowhere. There's another guy. Yeah. The, <laughs> who had a huge game, also threw a touchdown. Looks like he'll be Austin Reed's go-to guy with uh, uh, Corley uh, next year, who was their leading receiver. And, and Jalen Hall, I just want to mention, I liked him over the summer, the Western Michigan transfer for Western yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good Western group, Kentucky man. just has, like, fun receivers I, all the time. I love it. I love what and, they've turned into, yeah. Elite NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, he, he looked like Zappy. I also read it. That, that's for sure. And I didn't think Luter, like, got – I didn't think he, he had a brutal game or anything. I had a couple no, of it was they were, they were getting after the other corner. Yeah. Um, uh, Yam Banks, who had the great one-handed interception. Yeah, that was so sick. That was but so he sick. Was getting, he was getting mm, kind of taken yeah. to town before that. It doesn't matter. He made the play, though. Who cares? Um, yeah. So I, I, I thought – I thought this was like you know not a bad game. All things considered, fun, for Luter, yeah, fun, yeah, fun matchup. When in a week that's hard to kind of find find a good matchup. Yeah, Maya played the box scores that Jack Hammer. I went with City So, who we talked about already. Just a strong, strong game. Eastern Michigan run game looked really good against, like we said, Fahoko mm-hmm. and Hall. You know, a good duo that got a race. I know it wasn't all so on him at on them at all, but 
just a really, really good game and a great way to end his illustrious Eastern Michigan career. Uh, Quebecois, too. we got to represent Canada, so i, I got to give him the shout-out here. Who is his CFL rights? I, I, is he? I mean, he might be in this draft, or did he get drafted last year? I can't remember. He was probably the number one prospect. He, he was. I've seen him in the top five of prospects, so he's built for the CFL if he, if he ever, you know. But he's, he's going to get a look at the NFL. So. Find me time. I'm finding it. Okay. Uh, he, he, oh, there's a note. City so deferred their draft years in order to return their senior year. There you school. go. So he's, it's this year. Oh, you know who else did? Sydney Brown, the Illinois oh. safety. Atavius Robinson, the Ole Miss edge. Love the, we had to sneak some uh, CFL draft content in this podcast every once in a while. Uh, you know what? I might, do you want me to just read some of the names off? <laughs> John Mechie, Jesse Lucetta, Trey Ford. Luke, Lucetta screams a guy who ends up back in the CFL and uh, has a Cam Wake career. Solomon, no, Solomon Aluminium 2.0. Um, prospect who is being overhyped. Who is yours again? Fahoko and Hall. Gotcha. I went with, and this is more of on the season than in this particular game, though he did play poorly. Cameron Ward, the Washington State quarterback, who threw for just 137 yeah. in the pick against Fresno State. More so the overhyped is, I think we were all just got too excited too early. Yeah, it's we did, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we're always, everyone's always, whether they'll admit it or not, everyone's always trying to like be the first to the quarterback and crown Absolutely. the quarterback. And Absolutely. That definitely happened when he transferred from Incarnate Word to uh, Washington State. And he had a great first year there as a redshirt sophomore. But obviously he didn't have that first round pick yeah. year, which just the expectations were too high. He's going back probably, I would hope. And he has still two more years of eligibility. He, the arm is obviously at the, the NFL level. The athleticism is too. He loses his OC Eric Morris, who took it North sucks. Texas head coaching job. Yeah, and wasn't in this, wasn't calling the plays in this bowl game because of that so that could have had an effect but this is more of a not just this game where he yeah. did play poorly but just on the season i think we just got a little too excited yeah let's come back to it next year he's still my favorite player but i agree <laughs> also ever yeah ever um you don't remember that stanley cup one for cam ward come on um but but for transfer who popped on the scene i'll go with a, a different quarterback transfer uh who, who came from a non-fbs and this is where i, I put austin yeah Lee, baby he deserved who, it who threw for four ninety seven and four scores against South Al? Like it was just that's a good South Alabama start. defense too. Just to throw that there, he he. It wasn't like his receivers like his receivers were running just very open, but <laughs> yeah. the the throws were still very like it wasn't just him like getting it to them. He was making quality throws. He was really zipping it at times. Uh, he had a sick ball placement throw. Uh, wasn't for a touchdown, but it set up a touchdown uh, down the left uh, kind of middle of the field. Where he put it between like the. Was it a linebacker in trail and ahead of the safety? Yeah, yeah, was... yeah I think so. Um, and he looked really good. And he obviously had put his name into the portal earlier, uh, like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. And pulled it out to go back to Western Kentucky where his OC, Ben Arbuckle, was, I think, the QB coach with Zach Kitley and, and, um, and Bailey Zappi last year. So... I don't know. Austin Reed is shaping up to maybe be one of the top senior quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL. He feels a lot like Bailey Zappi. <laughs> he does. Um, so I mentioned. I think, I think I will say, though, I think, like, 
just obviously not based on like grinding the tape or anything, but he's got much more zip to his ball, I think, than Billy Zappi did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, my transfers of the week are two Oregon State Beavers. I mentioned Fenwick already, who was, you know, neither guy's coming over this year, but I'll Cheater. also put, hold on, I'm going double beave, so I'm, I'm uh, it's worth it. Oh, okay, whoa, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I put Fenwick, and I also put their edge, Andrew Chatfield, who is a Florida transfer and just lit up Jack Miller on a six sack. So I, I, had, to, I had to give him some credit, just uh, Transfer on transfer crime against his old old school. That's you gotta gotta give that a shout out. Florida Florida Oregon State transfer so wonky that like that's sick. Like so. Um. Finally, you want to do small school guy? Yeah, I got a, I got I got three names here. Oh my, okay. Uh, it's they're all small schools. <laughs> no offense. First, I I kind of like this guy Malik Shorts, the Southern Miss safety, who I thought immediately had that targeting review on a fucking huge hit. Didn't get thrown out of the game. Uh, so that was fun. And then right after that, like got a finger on a ball that was, ended up being caught, but then led to a fumble, recovered that fumble, seven tackles, half a TFL coming downfield. Like he's six foot, like 202 pounds. I think it's listed at, but like well built and like not shy coming downhill and laying hits. I thought he was a lot of fun. And then, um, we talked about the Eastern Michigan running attack. And so I had to give their, their, their duo backfield some love. Samson Evans, who I call the Thunder Hammer, who's got 82 yards and 25 carries, just pounding the rock for two touchdowns. And then their other one, who's who's the smaller lightning one, Jalen Jackson. Right in the show. Yeah, seven carries, 54 yards and a touchdown. And that awesome where he got lost in the pile, came out of it, and then had to throw a six spin move, yeah, keeping his balance for a touchdown. Best runs of the season. It I was. Thought. It was awesome. So I, I watched it like seven times because I couldn't figure out what happened. It's so sick. Yeah, so them, that's a fun, fun, fun duo. So. Um, mine. This is where I saved Ikenna Nechukwu yeah. for, just because I don't. Are we just more into him than other? I just hadn't seen a whole lot about him. Uh, he's le- he's legit both, though. Like, yeah, a guy who literally plays all over the defensive line. Uh, he played really well against Southern Miss, despite Southern Miss shellacking them. Yeah. Uh, he he had a, a sack. But just like the consistent, he's twitchy and powerful and big. He looks like a power five guy who should be on the freaks list, like you know, like like that type of dude. Yeah. And he's because what is he? He's like six five two eighty. It plays all over, moves like a like a much smaller man. Like that strip sack was a like if you told me that was a guy that you know is is six foot two and two thirty and the a school's all time leading sacker. Like you know what I mean? Just the way he moved is I would believe you, but. He's doing it two eighty almost, and so, so he's uh, he's a fifth year junior, but he still has a year of eligibility left. I I don't like not that I want to like he should leave because he, he's gonna. But it'd be interesting to see. I, him I love to see, yeah, I love to see him. No, again, Rice is a very good school, so go get your your learning done. But yeah, JT Daniels went there. <laughs> that's like just a classic. Rice like, owns the portal. Exactly. Rice the owns the could go in the portal and end up back at Rice. <laughs> but no, he, he's, I would love to see that too. Cause I think he's legit. I, when we watch him this summer, I'm like, this is a guy that looks like he doesn't play at Rice. No offense to Rice again. Cause they got JT Daniels, but they got Luke McCaffrey. They got Luke. They got Paget, Who's the best true freshman in the, in the country. They, they got that other white receiver. Yeah. They just like kept talking. Yeah. Sick. Um, but he, he looks like he's maybe Rice's most legit NFL prospect in who's the last one? I don't even know. So, um, you know who the left guard of the, uh, Buccaneers, um, I can't think of his name. He was undrafted. He went to Rice. There you go. That was him. He's like in his third year. 
Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name either. I knew you talked. He's been a lot better than Luke Gadecki. Yeah, yeah, I forget. Oh, God okay. damn it. Good way to end before the show. We, but before we get out of here, uh, obviously we're currently watching Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Uh, that's right, Radiance Technologies. They own Shrek Bowl. Oh, they do. Uh, what bowl game are you most excited for for this uh, next batch? So, so we're talking non-playoffs, right? Yeah, non-playoffs. Like going up until, uh, let's say, the end of Thursday. So Texas-Washington, which is the Valero-Alamo Bowl. I do. I do, that is a good. That's a good one. I mean, it is. I think Washington's gonna gonna take them to task, though. Uh okay. Let me let me quickly look here. Do you want me to talk while you look? No, no, no. I got I this. I got this. I will say I'm extremely excited for the Kyle Ventry's revenge game. That's that's up there for me. Yeah. I I think it might be the Alamo, the Alamo Bowl though. I like. Okay. Obviously, that's a top twenty five matchup. I I excited to see Michael Penix slinging it with all those receivers like. Roma Dunze can just maybe have a monster game and you know finally build that hype or keep building that hype. I think that's the, I think that's the marquee. And look, I love the Alamo Dome too, so that's just that's true. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I love the Camping World Stadium in Orlando. So mine's obviously the Cheez It Bowl, but I Prince Shepard's my queen and uh, Florida State Oklahoma. That's that's uh, that, two that blue blood. That's gonna be like a thirty-eight to sixteen game for Florida State. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really want Mike Norvell to just like put the emphasis on how good this season I, was for the Seminoles. Quietly good. I think they're going to dominate this. I think they're. Going I want to see go. Jared Verse come over with three sacks. I want to see Johnny Wilson moss a guy, and Jay Trav start the Heisman campaign for next year. I'm excited. Yeah, he's he's going to be up there. I'm excited to to just get into more of the the thick of bowl season. You know, like even that, that same day, that same day, those two games are on the same day, and also the Fenway Bowl, like Syracuse Minnesota. That's a good matchup. Like. There's a lot of good matchups that we're about to get into. You can never have too many bowl games. First week was great. Let's let's keep it rolling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 